I am running on freaking empty right now. Like I'm on maybe some like headache medicine and right. um and a and adrenaline from from what I did at work, which is not going to be very interesting at all uh, to no? anybody else. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I I I think the only thing you need to know is I think we freaking killed it in there, so that was good. Nice. Um. So yeah. So you know you've been it's it's kind of like when you've been studying for something. Let's say like a big test, right? Uh huh. Like finals or something, right? And you study, you study, you study, and you're like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to do well or not. And then you take the test. You're pretty sure you did well, but you don't actually know what the grade is yet. But you're just goddamn done. It's like glad it's over with. And and that there's like a hit, like an endorphin hit or something that you get. Yeah, it's like that, that five minutes after you walk out of you know the college classroom for your final and you're like, Yes, especially when it's the last final you have to take, and then there's the whole fact that like you've got all summer ahead of you to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great feeling. Exactly. So I'm speaking your language. Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Because college has been a while for me. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been. I mean, it, it's been closer for me, but it's, I'm not Pacholo. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Exactly. Um, actually, for me, college like it's not as long as you may think it's been for me because I graduated from college. Now I'm looking like, oh, like almost 10 years ago. Um, cause I took, I was kind of a slow, not a slow learner, but, um, like I burned through classes really slow cause I was working and going to school and then like changing shit up. And then I moved to a different state and then I had to retake some classes again because my history classes didn't apply <laughs> for that state. So, uh, yeah, I, I had a little bit of that. I mean, nothing, nothing like what you had, but I'm um, specifically the history classes not applying. We got pushed my, my siblings and I, by my parents to be taking AP classes. Mm-hmm. And it was uh hilarious for when we got to the school, we were going to, um, yeah, the vast majority of my AP classes just gave me elective credits, which were useless. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I I feel the same way. Like I had some AP classes and the draw was that, oh man, so this is going to help you get ahead when you get to college because you'll have some credits under your belt already. Uh, Which, I mean, could have been true if I didn't fucking squander it. Like I just, um, I went to college. So to give you some context, I graduated from high school in uh, 99, okay? Uh And then I, I got my bachelor's in 2008. Right. So if you do the math on that, it's uh, we'll just it's non consecutive, you know, those years. But it was a goal of mine that I had, and I I was able to accomplish it eventually. So and I mean, I, I think the important part is, is completing it. The how long it takes, uh, you know, is less important. I've got a couple friends of mine. Mm-hmm. They probably don't want to be named, so we're not going to name them. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, they they both took seven and eight years for okay. various reasons, so and they were I mean, not doctors, right, or lawyers? No, like no, myself, both, I'm not a doctor. Um, or a they were both doing a, a type of computer science program, like okay. we did, or I'm assuming you did computer science. I did computer science. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and and from at least for me, from what I can tell, I don't really think, like, yeah, looking back on it now. I, I may be maybe I may be slightly behind my peers potentially, but in some ways I could actually be ahead of some of them also in terms of just career trajectory. It's 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 at the point now where it's very <clears throat> diminished the effects of college itself. Well, the actual content. 
especially like really it's like what did you do in college i just tell people college <laughs> they're like all right good enough for me <laughs> let's go <laughs> do you know so how to do I, shit I don't. yes so. so how long have you been a senior senior consultant or like i guess a, a senior person uh i've been a senior person probably for about I'd say was like, like five. You left six REI, years? came to CGI, and you're senior, or you're senior at REI. I can't remember anymore. I, let's we'll just say that I was, uh, yeah, f- for five years at CGI as a senior, and then that's it. Yeah, let's go with that because I can't I can't remember REI anymore if I was a senior or not then. Um, so five years. Mm-hmm. Were you going somewhere with that, or just? My my point with that was going to be along the lines of you know. I think for where you're at, I think you're you're where you need to be. Um, based off conversations, I don't really want to use people's names. So say my supervisor. Yeah, you know, that's cool. I, I had a conversation with her, um, kind of like career tra- 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 trajectory. Mm-hmm. Mm, speaking very hard, career trajectory, and her thing was like, you know. It's like an average of you know five to six years to get to senior, and then seven to eight years after that to get to director. So I, I think you're kind of fitting that timeline now. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, I mean, maybe we'll, we'll see. It doesn't feel I, like. I it mean, for that me. director is kind of a question mark a little bit, but yeah, it, it's not like you know you would be. Uh, and not a great spot if something was along the lines of like, all right, well, you know, you've been a senior for like 12 years and you're not a director still, you know, that would be not, not terrible, but not very inspiring either. It, yeah. It might, it might say some things about my, I, I mean, it might mean that I have some issues that I need to shore up or something, or it's not normal. You'd say um, there'd be some, some extenuating circumstances behind why that is. I would be special, like like the way you use special bus, kind of special maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what you're saying, which is cool. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I don't want to say that. I I, I don't want to judge because you know. I mean that I'm, that's me. I'm judging. So you're judging. Okay. Well, yeah. I I don't want to judge because you can you can probably find yourself in a situation, and, and I'm not saying this is you or, or anyone we know, but like it's a hypothetical situation that. I'm sure exists. I'm sure there are people like this out in the world where they don't realize it and they're being taken advantage by their management who kind of realized, oh, this guy, he's, you know, or this him or her, this person is working real hard. He's doing everything we need mm-hmm. him to do. And he's not really or she's not really this person, whatever, is not showing any sort of like need to be promoted. So, you know, if we keep this person at this level right. and we, you know, squeeze them for all their worth, then we're making money because we don't, we're, we're getting all of this great mm-hmm. value out of it and, and we're not losing anything. We're not having to pay them more. So, so I think, I think those situations exist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I hope, I mean, I hope they're not common because that would suck. Like, I was thinking to myself, like, who's man, whose dick do I gotta suck to get director around here? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, is that this because you know, like, it's, it's look either for the that people or with the big a, desks a, like, in the office. No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> I got a big desk for a reason. Uh, <laughs> better to eat you with, my dear. Um, anyways. But yeah, I, 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 uh, sometimes I, I wonder about these routes or these quote-unquote kind of fast tracks mm-hmm. to the upper levels and upper echelons. I'm like, you either got to do some of that or you got to like work some crazy tremendous hours or some other thing where basically the company owns you. And like I'm afraid that those are some self-limiting beliefs that might just keep me where I'm at, you know? Uh, it, could be, it could be fears, could be a little bit of paranoia, if you will. But sometimes I'll, I'll see some people who are where I, where I want to be in, in my career, but they're doing shit that I don't want to do <laughs> in my career. So then I'm like, were they kind of forced, resigned to do those things, you know, like backed into a corner or did they get jobbed, you know? Um, what do you mean by job? So like, did they get, um, did they get, uh, conned into a position that they didn't want to be in? Right. Um, let's take, for example, uh, a project that we, we both know about where a director had to come in and then, uh, there was a, there was a death March where they had to be working like 16 hour days plus, right? Like 16 hour, at least days. And I was just like, Wow. Um, that sucks, you know. And I I don't know if I don't know if he was jumping at the chance at that opportunity. I doubt it. You know, but I yeah. But Does that come with the job description? I don't think that comes with a job description because that that's one director we know, but we know several job directors. Um, and okay. and I think it kind of depends on. So I'm going to take a step back and say I, I think. You know, some directors are probably more valued than others. Uh, some directors have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, this doesn't even necessarily have to do with directors. Like, some employees just have more intrinsic value. And I think those okay. employees are going to, because of their higher intrinsic value for, you know, whether it be like massive domain knowledge or just dependability or the fact mm-hmm. that they seem to have their finger in in every single part of the, the account, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they probably get the the choice pieces of the, the you know the the big pieces of chicken. They're the ones that get the okay, big pieces of chicken. Okay, there we go. Um, now you're talking my language. <laughs> All right. So this person did. Would you consider them? They did not get the big piece of chicken. I think he had a case. good gig, and I think he got pulled into this. I don't think he probably asked to get pulled into this, but it was just trying to find whoever was available. And who wouldn't like removing him from whatever he was doing wouldn't necessarily sabotage whatever he was working on beforehand. Um, ah, okay, that's a good way of looking at it. See, for me, I thought it was that he was gonna be uh, like he he had a big piece of chicken, and he was doing this in order to like maintain his chicken. And I was like, I hope that's not the case, because then that makes it sound like well, everybody, if you want to stay in this position. You got to do some, you know, um, you got to juggle some chickens if I'm mixing my metaphors. So, so you, you like saying, you know, you don't work more than 40 hours or, or you try your best not to work more than 40 hours. Your 40 hours, you try to be very productive during those 40 hours so you don't have to work extra. Um, it's, it's something like that, yeah. Uh, the way that I was taught to me, actually, this is funny that you mentioned it because this is uh, my cousin's, uh, my uncle, so my cousin's dad gave some really good advice to my cousin, which he then passed down to me, which is 
Uh, he said, if, if, if you're not able to do your job in 40 hours a week, you're probably not doing it right. There's probably something wrong with the with what you're doing. So usually I use that 40-hour benchmark not as a way of saying, like, how little can I get done? But more like, all right, the job that I committed to doing, can I successfully do that job in 40 hours? And if not, then and, and, and in order to fulfill my commitments, I have to work more than 40 hours. I should do that. But it also is an indicator that I overestimated something. All right, I underestimated my my abilities. Sorry, I overestimated my abilities and I under underestimated my uh, my time to completion. Let's say. Right. So that's why I, I say that. That's why I'm I, I try not to work more than forty hours, not not for the sake of the hours so much as like all right, what am I actually putting in you know so so i'd say that this this gentleman who who this director i'd say that that whole um equation was kind of thrown out the window when he joined this project Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i'll I'll admit that it wasn't immediate because i i was uh there for a bit okay yeah you saw it was happening Uh, but it became clear that him coming on board by himself was not enough to turn the ship around. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they kept on adding more and more resources. But again, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So maybe he did jump to take this opportunity, thinking that he could use this as a way to show that, like, you know, this is why I de- I-, I should continue deserving the big piece of chicken. Yep. Uh, but considering the metrics available that you know, I'm sure that he would have looked at beforehand, I think it would be you know unreasonable to to think that he didn't know his presence alone was probably not going to change anything or, or or not enough. Yeah, like he signed his own death warrant. So way that I he see it, I don't. I, <clears throat> I don't. I don't consider it a death warrant. I think he signed himself a couple months of discomfort. Okay. So so let's go with um. Uh. Our other, you know, director we gotta use like fake from, names or shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and describe, and then I'll give a fake name to this I'll, person. I'll go with Mr. L, our our director from the other account, Mr. L. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. L, we'll go with that. Sure. Uh, you you know who I'm talking yes, about, right? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, so he had a, a a thing he said once about crunch time and, and working extra hours. Oh, okay. That um, when he first said it, I kind of called. I, I kind of said bullshit. What what I was talking to myself when you know what went through my head when I first heard it was bullshit. But the more I've thought about it, the more I I kind of think to myself, you know. It's not completely wrong. And what he said was, overtime sucks. We all do it. And we, we all get through it. And, you know, after a while, we just go, you know, it wasn't fun. It wasn't great. But it wasn't like I'm going to kill myself over it. Mm. So, okay, um, you know, I've had to do a couple different stints of, of working, you know, 60 hours a week. Okay. It's not great. Yep. But... 
you know, it, you just – if anything, it makes that month go by faster and then it just – you know, you get through it faster. Okay. And so you're thinking this is that kind of to the extreme though? 16-hour well, days are – that's – So – Okay. So – was it 16? I thought it was 12-hour days. Oh, it was a lot. Whatever it was, it was... It, it was like you get there at 9 in the morning and you leave at 9 at night type deal. Okay. I, I think that's what it was supposed to be. But it was... At least the way I understood it was, it was literally, it was specifically Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They would do mm-hmm. that for 12 hours and then the rest of the week would be kind of okay. normal. That's the way I understood. Um, generally, though... And, and to be honest, I find that kind of odd. Um, I think that was a decision made to try and keep people in the office working their extra hours mm-hmm. so that not necessarily could keep them an eye on them, but more along the lines of make sure that everyone's available at the mm-hmm. same time and in a spot where they can communicate and collaborate easier. Because generally when I have to work extra hours, it ends up meaning sometimes it's, I just, you know, decided that day I was going to stay in the office a little longer. You know, I, I've stayed till seven, eight. I think one time I stayed till okay. nine and, and Z was still at the office for some reason at the same time, uh, which was kind of funny. Yep. Um, but generally, when I work extra time, it's because, well, I guess I'm working this weekend. And so I do those extra uh, 10 hours or so that they were doing, but I do it over the weekend on my mm-hmm, own time mm-hmm. when I'm free. Yeah. So I might be like, I do four hours Saturday morning, two hours Saturday night before going to bed. And then another four hours, sometimes Sunday. Okay. Deal. But here, I think, and this was something that uh, the director in question was was pushing a lot while I was working with him. You know, I think this was something along the lines: let's make sure everyone's here at the same time at the same place to foster communication and collaboration. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't really think those two correlate with each other necessarily like the 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 amount of communication and collaboration i don't think that necessarily correlates with like more hours in the office and especially more hours in the office together but i get what I, you know i i fully for. agree with that okay like i i agree because that was something that was kind of enforced on us from from an early point like all right well we want more people in the office more people in the office more often uh we want people in this war room so that we're all together mm-hmm and to me, my experience with doing the war room, especially the war room, was I'm actually doing less work now because the fact that I'm sitting with all these people in the same room means we're just sitting here bullshitting. We're spending like 15 minutes every hour talking about random stuff, bullshitting each mm, other. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's possible. Like it's it's a it's not a guaranteed um, <clears throat> benefit. It's a crapshoot, if you will. So I agree with that. So I wonder, I mean, I, I, I can see the benefit they were trying to go for. Um, but yeah, that's pro- I don't know if that's the way I would go about getting it. But now I start thinking, like, I wonder how how would I go about getting it? And I don't, do you have any thoughts there? I think this was the low-hanging fruit. But... I don't think this is something that you can really foster. I think this is something like you have to foster in the employees individually over a long period of time. I don't think you can just put them in a situation and be like, talk more. I don't think that's mm-hmm. ever going to happen. 
I think if you want them to, you know, talk and collaborate, you've got to get them used to working with each other and also got to like go back like I think paired programming and have it so like they're always you know, it, it's not just the same two people doing paired programming, but like it's a sort of revolving round robin thing between all the developers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you put like dedicated time to putting paired programming. You're going to force that collaboration by the fact that you've got paired programming going on. But then I think that will put them more at ease with talking to each other, going to each other with problems, and um, and and just pushing that forward through that way. But now you've got the problem of like especially since this project had at the end of it, mainly senior developers. Well, you know, this goes back to, to that conversation we had mm-hmm. know, last week or so. Well, how do you, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Okay. I let's back up a little bit. You word. said we were having a conversation last week, obviously not on the podcast, but like we're having a conversation. Yeah, last we were week having a conversation about, about programming, about how like, you know, it's something that we, we can talk about liking to do, but we don't do because, you're you're spending the time of two senior developers, and you're not necessarily getting two senior developers worth for work out of it. Oh right, yes. Uh, how do you? Um... Okay. Hey, don't worry about the word. Just kind of talk around the point, then. If we, and then we'll find the word. That's fine. Like how how do you measure that? How do you know that you're getting a benefit? Ah, okay, okay. Um, and or how do you know that you're getting improvement, right? How, I don't, how do I don't you think it has to be better. a metric, but how, how do you measure the fact that you've got two senior developers working on one thing when you've got two senior developers working on two separate things? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you know that you're getting your money's worth with them doing pair programming compared to them? Um, you're talking about like your return on investment on yeah. that thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How, how and you, how do you know? Right. Yeah. And in a way it's sort of, you're sort of getting, um, they call them um, in sports. They call these like intangibles, which is um, like these certain qualities that that players have that don't seem to bring well anything tangible to the table, but they do add to your team anyway. So, um, like if somebody doesn't really have good physical uh, attributes, but they still happen to be a winner of some sort, right? Then you would probably say they probably brought a lot of intangibles then because they're winning, they're bringing the result even though you can't quantify it to any of the tangible stuff they were bringing to the table. So I think pair programming is like that. Pair programming gives you a lot of intangible benefits, but because they're intangible, it's very hard to prove my statement is even right. (laughs) And the only way you can prove it is based on like a controlled experiment with two different groups where one group is is not pair programming and then another group with a similar problem and similar skilled developers you know are pair programming i mean that's I mean, at that point you've wasted a lot though because now you've done a controlled experiment which is expensive so yeah. we don't have that because we're not we're not in a lab you know we're in a, a real world setting um and so it it it, pair programming again is it it could be arguably another such technique like co-location you know or stand-up meetings or 
like anything where people have to actually communicate what's going on, right? So, sounds like an assault on agile. It is. I mean, I'm not gonna just you know drink the Kool Aid just because it's our Kool Aid, but it yeah, it's it's an uh, assault on following formulas for the sake of following formulas and agile, in especially in our world has been formulized, you know. So, I mean, if they say to do something, but like it, we've all observed, let's say something's working or not working, we should act upon that information. Like you said, it depends on, I think you, you, you mentioned that it kind of depends on the group or maybe I might've heard it somewhere along the line where, you know, they, they were trying to get your group to do something, but they didn't really, they didn't really consider like your group, your group's uh, sort of unique properties. So um, it's, it's, it's an issue I would say. And, and sometimes I guess like putting somebody, just allowing somebody to work more and be more co-located is, is a very brute force method to just get more out of people. Um, by not actually trying to improve them, but just by trying to literally just, um, how do I say it? Literally trying to them produce more output, but not even worrying about their efficiency. For example, okay, uh, I'm known for giving really bad analogies, so I'm gonna give one. So nice. Let's say that um, you wanted some light in a darkened room, and you have a candle, right? Mm-hmm. And a candle gives you some light, sure, but it's not enough light. So maybe what you do is you just light a second candle. Uh, and it's not enough light. So maybe what you do is you light a third candle. <laughs> you just keep lighting candles and maybe hopefully it'll be enough light to illuminate the whole room. But it may not because a candle can only light like like a candle can light. Now, if you had uh, a lantern, let's say, right? A lantern, the the properties of a lantern allow for it to probably with the same amount of energy or, or less illuminate more effectively. Does that make sense? Yeah. And now instead of that, let's say you had like a diode, right? <laughs> like an LED, right? Light emitting diode. Right, yeah. Probably same thing, right? With the same amount of energy, or maybe even way less, you get way more light, right? Right. So, the thing is, in an ideal world, in 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 my world, I think if you're on a project and your 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 output is like a candle, what would be great is if somebody can help you develop yourself to be able to output more like a lantern and then at some point eventually output like a diode right okay but instead i think what happened in this case is if you're if you're lighting like a if if if, if someone's lighting like a, a candle they're like well i guess they could just light it like a candle so let's just add other things to the equation and hopefully we just through the sum of all that we're going to get what we need. We're going to get the the power output we need. And so they just keep adding. And then maybe what they add, they end up adding another candle. 
and then another one and another one but then like they don't actually develop those people they're also adding mirrors don't forget the mirrors okay and mirrors exactly they're they're adding things that but the thing is they're not they're they're just adding pieces instead of like they're adding externally right they're not developing internally yeah and so that is what i think is the problem because when the project is done the candle is still a candle you didn't really learn anything from that you're going to run into the problem again uh, and i think that so. definitely happened but i think at where they were in the project because of decisions made beforehand and i don't really i'm not trying to defend this project no i i, I get it a, uh, but were they study. because of what happened because of decisions made beforehand um i think they felt like they didn't really have a choice they didn't have mm-hmm. time to try and develop these people Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have the time. They didn't have the money, and so decisions were made in terms of what's this, what, what's the fastest that we can implement that will give us our hopefully better best trade off. Mm-hmm. Without going of you know what's what's the thing that we can do that will give us guaranteed the best results regardless of how long it takes us to to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's true. You made me think about um, I don't know. Go into another sports example. No, oh, this is just a games example. Doesn't have to be a sports example. It's a games example. Um, what? Imagine playing from behind, right? Uh-huh. Hots. We'll go to hots. So like, you're at a point where like somebody is one level up on you. Manageable. Cool. Somebody's two levels up on you, or a team's two levels up on you. Uh. That that that's less cool, right? Uh, is it? Would I say is that the point where it gets really bad, or is it th- when you're no. when somebody's three levels no. up on you? Somebody's three levels three, up. Three three levels is bad. Four levels is almost impossible. Okay. And five levels is why is this game even not over yet? Okay. Okay. Exactly. Because it should be over by now, right? So yeah. Let's say let's say you're at the point where like three levels up, right? What are some of the things you have to resort to? In order to try to catch up, right? Right. Okay. My uh, theory uh-huh. is that you have to do increasingly risky things to get from three levels up and catch up. Uh, in order, like, and and, okay. and understanding that, like, it those risky things might also just accelerate you to getting to four levels down, right, from the other I mean, team. I would say that the risky the risky plays maybe I can see that at four. At three, you're not risky yet, uh, and and maybe this is just like you not, you know, you're looking to do this specific example, and three unfortunately is not. That's cool. Three is no, still no. the sta- that's, that's you, good. Yeah. Go ahead. Three, three is still the stage where you're looking to play defensively. Like if you're two levels behind, you're looking to play defensively, which means that. The, it depends on what's going on in the game, but mm-hmm. you know you'll have teams who they're two levels ahead, but not they're not really pushing that advantage. Okay. So all you really do is you push, is you stay in your lanes, and you have a couple guys who just are dedicated at taking out the creep camps, so you can catch up on experience by focusing down on creeps, and you'll maybe add an element of risk there by trying to poach the enemy creep camps. Okay. Now well, it sounds like what you're doing though largely is are you kind of 
playing defensively and you're waiting for them to make a mistake? You're waiting for them to make a mistake. Okay, there we go. Okay, good, good. Go ahead, keep going, by the way. I was interrupting you. Um, now, when you get to three, or or I'll, I'll take a step back, but then it becomes – that's if they're like not taking the advantage. If they're trying to push that advantage, if they're blobbing up and they're starting to look for picks – well, then staying in individual lanes no longer becomes an option because what you're going to end up happening is someone is going to try and get baited away from their towers or even worse, they'll just say, fuck your towers, you're dying, we're just charging you, all five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if the team you're playing with, well, they're already kind of proven themselves not to be necessarily inferior, but they're off their game somehow. Mm-hmm. So if they're, if your team's off your game, you can't really count on your team noticing and reacting in time yep. to be there to save you from getting ganked underneath your towers. Okay. So when that happens, that's when the team as a whole now needs to maybe focus on two lanes or just focus on one lane or roam as a team of five themselves because if you separate at all, you're just opening yourself up to getting ganked and mm-hmm. then you're feeding them experience and you're not getting ahead anymore. Okay. Okay. And that's when you start seeing the more risky stuff happen where, well, we got to try and bait an engagement that's favorable to ourselves, or we got to go try and take the boss, or even worse, it's a map with two bosses and one of them is like distinctly on their side of the map. We got to go try and take that boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's where you start seeing mistakes made on both sides because you know that's what that's what happens like that's the whole point of a risky play yep is you're hoping someone fucks up yep yep so so there's there's the ability to uh minimize your risk and and having the patience to and 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 the and the the recognition right so the patience to wait for them to make a mistake and for you to recognize it right and then and then as things get more dire you decide to try to make calculated decisions to open yourself up to risk in order to potentially get a payoff yeah get a payoff exactly get a payoff or um i guess that would be the payoff also i was gonna say i don't know if that goats them into doing also stupid things or risky things but it's more it's the same goal the same goal is yeah you're trying to net a payoff right so um so i think that's what's happening again uh Probably pretty terrible analogy, and I've I've been told you know every analogy breaks down at some point. So the this might be one of those cases, but um, in the project right that we we're talking about with the director working twelve to sixteen hours, arguably I don't know. Um, is, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they're playing I from know behind. That he was well. He was playing from behind. On top of that, is I think he he did not relinquish his previous duties. Like he had before oh. he moved on, he had stuff that he was doing. Yeah. Um, I think he might have after I left, uh, cut back on that to better focus on the project in question. But I know that while I was there, I saw him on Tuesday once. He saw, he comes up to talk to me and he's like, "Oh, happy Thursday." <laughs> what? What do you mean, happy Thursday? It's Tuesday. It's like, it's Tuesday. Wow. Oh yeah, that's right. It's Tuesday. Yep. I was here all weekend. It feels like Thursday to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't working all weekend on our stuff. We weren't doing that yet. So he was We didn't we were still at the oh, we don't have the money for this yet mm-hmm, phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
he had proposal work and and other sub, sub types of works where he's like, where uh, I'm still I'm swamped at all of this stuff. Like he would be when at the very beginning, like he'd sit next to us and be there to kind of moderate the the hip chat we had, okay, the hip chat room to try and get people to communicate more. Yep. Um, but like he was sitting there for four hours straight with a headset on, writing just a block of something for a proposal had to write like you know 10 pages for a proposal or something yeah that's uh, uh, and yeah. i know that like while i was there he was doing that repeatedly so i think his hours might have been more extreme because he had relinquished his previous responsibilities okay which is uh yeah that's which is still again even less appealing that's pretty yeah I mean, if you already take a suicide mission and then you're picking up like side work while you're doing while you're on the suicide mission, right? It's kind of like okay, I'm thinking of literal suicide missions now because I'm an idiot. So like, imagine, okay, this is a terrible example. All right, so now I'm thinking about like suicide bombing, um, and like imagine your job was you had, you, you were you had to drive a car into a building and your car had an explosive in it right but then in the middle of that shit you have uber open so that you can pick people up and like drop people off to places and and perform that duty like there's no way if somebody again terrible an example i don't know why i'm pulling the, bringing this up but like there's no way that the group that assigned you the task of terrorizing like there's no way they can expect you to succeed because you did not well, it, I think I think I'd say it depends on the responsibilities that they were assigned uh, at that point in time his responsibilities I think were more along the lines of taking over project manager you know the, the project used to have a director overseeing the, the project management mm -hmm. he had to step away we spent six eight months with no you know director oversight uh so i think he at first came in to kind of fulfill that role yeah okay but then as things continue to deteriorate because well things generally always get worse before they get better mm, okay then he had to continue uh picking up that slack so so you're thinking he signed up for what he thought was a very temporary gig to f backfill or something. I or? don't think he was expecting it to be temporary. I mean, it depends on, on your, your definition of temporary. I think he expected it to take at least six months. I don't think he was going in and being like, I'll do this for three months. And then it's done. Cause that wasn't, that wasn't the time frame, anyways. I think he might've gone, okay, I'll do this for six to seven months. And then instead he's been doing it for more like 10 months. Yeah. Um, that I could see. But yeah, I, I guess it depends on your definition of temporary at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that whole thing sounds fucked. <laughs> I'll just go with that. <laughs> Which I'm sure uh, you know anybody listening there, would have been there, like. There's you a think? reason I. <laughs> I mean, I had a I had a funny conversation about that. Like, <clears throat> we I had a I got brought into a meeting with that with that team yesterday. Oh. And it, it came down to this. Um, I guess who you'd probably describe as the current tech lead uh -huh. 
uh, he's taking the next two days off for I don't know why. Personal reasons. I didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He's taking the next two days off. He's not going to be in the office. Yep. They need to deliver uh, a deployment package to our, our staging server. And we do this through an FTP site mm-hmm. that is maintained by the guys who host our staging server. Um, so there's like four other people on the, on this project that could do this, but I was pulled into meeting, and the tagline for the meeting that was specifically addressed to me was, "Hey, I'm bringing you into this because for whatever reason, you and I are the only two people out of the whole group that seem to be able to make this site work." For the for us on their computer, everyone else cannot seem to get access to the FT, to the FTP site. And, and to put some context in here, this FTP site is some Java applet that you load up on Internet Explorer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you pretty much kind of have to pray to the Microsoft gods and be like, "Hey, Internet Explorer, don't fuck this up to me." And, well, the other people on this team, apparently the Microsoft God said, no, fuck you. Yeah. <clears throat> so it is it is myself and the tech lead. We are the only two who apparently can, are able to get this, this FTP site to work. Oh, properly. my gosh. And that is why I was brought into this meeting was so that I could hear this and see this happen and be a sort of backup because they have to deploy. They have to deliver the deployment package on Friday. And unless these other guys can figure it out by Friday, which I don't think they mm-hmm. have, they're going to be giving me all the material and I will be uploading it no. for them. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's terrible. So, lesson, kids. Do not be the only one that is able to do a given job. Because... Uh, wow, because that... I mean, some would argue like, oh, okay, well, I have job security. Um <laughs> That is not job but, security. Uh, yeah, like the, the for me the counter to that is yeah, you have job security to only do that job and that means you can't move up ever because you'll be stuck. Like the security will be too secure. You'll be in lockdown basically. So, uh yeah. That's terrible. Um I mean, I wouldn't even consider job security because what will happen there is such a long lines of Someone's gonna get fed up with the fact there's only one person who can do this because there's not a there's not a good reason for this being like if it was something along the lines there's like of never a good reason personally, and, but okay, go ahead. Well, if it, what I mean is like if it's something along the lines of you know I'm the only one in a company that knows how to do something because of a technical background because of a, like of a SME background, yep. that's the kind of job security you want as long as you don't mind getting pigeonholed all the time. But this is not. This is not something, you know, because I'm good at it. This is something my laptop just happens to yeah, work. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. This is sorcery, basically. It's like, you know, you they could you inherently they can could do easily it. Say, you, nobody knows how it came about, but you know, you it, we're firing you. We're taking your laptop and we're giving your laptop to the guy who needs to be able to do this. Yeah. Or they can be like, go up to our the guys controlling our, our test environment and be like, Give us a better FTP client. This is we can't work with this. This is retarded. Mm-hmm. So that's not job no, security. No, exactly. That's pretty bad. Uh, I feel bad for you. I I hope. Uh, I mean, I mean that that, that 
they are bringing me back to the project for this only. I have other stuff to work on. That's not what I like. I don't. I don't get to be like I'm only here picking a paycheck for the no, hours no. because I have access to the FTP client. Yeah. If that was the case, we'd have a problem. Yeah, yeah. I no, I get that. Um, yeah. So a cluster of fun things to pick at. Um, not not too many that we can probably elaborate on much more on on the podcast because we'll probably just like be here all night. Just this will be the you know yeah this will just be like a it'll be just like a crank session basically. We'll just be two cranky guys <laughs> just complaining about shit. <laughs> but okay, it's the it's the fun of work that happens. Um, and like a lot of things in the show, I don't know how the topic got to this point, but. We usually just take a series of left turns, so um, I, there was no right turn. That's yeah, correct. exactly. No, exactly. So, so that's why sometimes you wind up just retreading the ground you were on as well, which is fine too. Thanks for having me. <laughs>